0: Welcome back for Episode 7 of the Phases of the Moon Knight podcast. We're excited to have you back, or if you're new to the show for the first time, welcome, welcome. Each week on this show, we read a stack of classic Moon Knight comics, then get together and talk about the characters, the villains, and stories with an eye towards how these may connect to the Disney Moon Knight show that debuts on March 30th. We'll also be discussing comic book history, comic reading, and other Moon Knight-related news. And boy, do we have some Moon Knight-related news this week. I am really excited. My name's Dwayne, and with me as always is my good friend Dan. Dan, welcome back. Good to see you again. I'm ready to talk comics.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of interesting stuff coming out this week on the Marvel, sort of Disney side, and also... Another entirely new series of Moon Knight books with a new take on the character. So, let's go. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So, let's jump in. We've got some really exciting Moon Knight news. So, we're going to actually move that to the front of the show. And it's probably going to stay there going forward. But I want to talk about, there is a big feature coming out this next week in Empire Magazine on Moon Knight. And they had a reveal of a special double cover issue that's going out on February seventeenth. A world exclusive on on Moon Knight. We have a, a a cover with Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac in the Moon Knight you uh, uh, outfit the uniform costume costume. Yeah. yeah, that was the word I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, that looks really really fantastic. They they touted that there's going to be some interviews with Oscar Isaac. Ethan Hawke, Kevin Feige, director Mohamed Dayeb, and writer Jeremy Slater. So there's some really interesting stuff there. And I I know, Dan, that you loved this. There is a special subscriber cover that's included, if you are a subscriber to Empire Magazine, that is an illustration done by Bill Sienkiewicz.
1: Yeah, that thing is... Why does it have to be the subscriber cover? Because I can't, go, <laughs> I know, I can't right? go buy this. So I'm going to have to track this down somewhere. My suspicion is these things are going to be on eBay and are going to be insanely expensive within like the next week. So, yeah, yeah it's It's absolutely a gorgeous illustration. It doesn't even really, when you first look at it, it doesn't look like an illustration. It looks like sort of a, you know, a... a photograph that's maybe been doctored a little bit in right. in Photoshop but then when you look at it no it's absolutely just brilliant Sienkiewicz art Is it, so does
0: yeah. it take you back to to some of that original Sienkiewicz art that, that you love so much
1: well even more than that though it shows how much he's evolved as an artist over the last sure. 30 years it's that makes sense. original Sienkiewicz art plus right so now it's it's him in full form and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It would be great if these came out as like posters or something like that. I would I would buy a poster of this. Put it up behind me while we're doing our, there, our podcast, right? There you go. So, uh, but yeah, beautiful stuff.
0: Also, in addition to that, we got kind of a bit of a preview of the Kevin Feige interview w- in which he says Moon Knight is going to be quote unquote brutal and we're not... Pulling back. Uh, it, it sounds really interesting. So, there's a larger quote uh, that was included in this preview of the interview that says It's been fun to work with Disney Plus and see the boundaries shifting on what we're able to do. There are moments in the series when Moon Knight is wailing on another character. It is loud, it is brutal, and the knee jerk reaction is We're going to pull away from this, right? No, we're not pulling away. There's a tonal shift. This is different. This is Moon Knight. Dan, as a longtime Moon Knight fan, what, how, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, it's almost impossible to imagine doing a Disney version of Moon Knight in a lot of ways. Right. And I think that's what a lot of us who've been fans for a long time have been worried about. And to be quite frank, I'm still a little bit worried about it. I mean, the... The sorts of things that Marvel was able to do on Netflix, it's hard to imagine them doing on Disney+. And obviously there still are negotiations in the background. And there's going to be some things that are going to be a little bit less. But I think this is another of those things that just... If Kevin Feige says that this is a legitimate version of Moon Knight and that they've been able to do it right... Uh, He has been somebody who's done better work with the characters I've loved over the last 10 to 15 years than anyone has ever done. So I just sort of trust the guy at this point. And and I do think, though, yeah, anybody who's a fan of Moon Knight is going to be cheered by sort of the, the quotes we're getting, the images we're getting, you know, the fact that I'd never even really thought about the fact that that showing blood was something that maybe is difficult on Disney plus. And that, you know, I'd almost like to go back now and, and rewatch some of the Falcon and winter soldier stuff to see what was it, what they were pulling back from. Cause there was some pretty violent stuff going on on there. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. The, the Oscar Isaac cover specifically in the moon Knight costume, they, they even point out during that excerpt that, uh, for this interview is like, if you look at his knuckles, there is blood stained all over the knuckles of both of the hands uh, uh, of the Oscar Isaac Moon Knight in the, in that cover. And, and it's, uh, so you're thinking about that. You're thinking about the fact that he's talking about this guy, just wailing on somebody else and, and being like this, you're we're, we're going to get a cut or we're going to, something's going to happen. This isn't going to be what we're going to see. But that is true to the Moon Knight character that I feel like I've seen so far through some of the some of the various uh, iterations of Moon Knight to this Absolutely. point. So,
1: saying, I am definitely going out to my local Barnes and Noble on the seventeenth and buying myself a copy of Empire Magazine so I can can see what all's going on and just get it all for myself.
0: There so. you go. I, w- I was just going to remind people February seventeenth, Empire Magazine. You can see the images. Uh, for the covers, uh, as well as the uh, Kevin Feige excerpt on Empire Magazine's website right now, which is EmpireOnline.com. And they've got stuff on their Twitter account. They, they're they really, really kind of going all out to show that, you know, this is, this is, they got a lot here. And yeah. so it's going to be really interesting. And we'll talk more Should about that when, once we get a copy of it and, and can share with you. But... Uh, let's move on there is uh, rumors and there there potentially is going to be a trailer during the super bowl different than the one that we have seen to this point i'm hoping we do get to see something i'm i'm definitely excited with what we've seen so far and would love to see some more i don't know about you it's going to be interesting
1: to see too because it's but it's possible that there will be an actual like uh, sort of a, a superhero showdown tonight where Doctor Strange also may get a trailer during the Super Bowl. And so we'll see, you know, the the 200 and some million dollar blockbuster movie gets its trailer. And then Moon Knight, well, we'll sneak in and try and, like, steal the thunder from it. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, I'm excited it's, for all it, of it
0: it's one of those things where we might get a a preview of a larger trailer that then becomes available online afterwards because of the cost of doing commercials during the super bowl so in 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 any event we we will make sure that you are aware and get our thoughts on on the trailer if there is a new one that's uh revealed during during the super bowl uh we also have some moon Knight news on in the on the comic book front uh, Dan, do you want to share some thoughts on our? Want to share share what you've seen yeah, or so heard on that?
1: There've been there've been a lot of New Moon Nights lately. So in the in the newest series, not to spoil things for Dwayne here because he hasn't read them yet, but some of you out there will know that there's already a New Moon Night, uh, Hunter's Moon that appeared in the newest volume that just came out this last year. So we've got a New Moon Night running around the Marvel universe already. But now there's another one a character from 6,000 years in the future that Jonathan Hickman's going to be bringing out in the Moon Knight um, sort of spinoff book that they're doing coming up. And the interesting thing about that is we don't really know much about it, whether this will be set in the future or if it's going to be a character who sort of time-traveled and came back or how that's going to work. But that's going to be the story that he and Chris Bacallo do. And with the creators involved, it's going to be spectacular. But so there's... There's news starting to come out on some of those as well.
0: So is that different than the Red, White, and Blood book? Red, White, and Blood. Red, White, and Blood. Exactly. That's the one. That's the one that's the 6,000 years? That's the book, and that's one of the stories, because there's different creators
1: doing different stories. And so they announced it a few weeks ago, and now it's starting to leak out some of the details on what exactly the
0: stories are going to be that's in it. Yeah, it looks like that first book is coming out April 13th is yep. what I've read. So, uh I I was already looking into trying to get that. I'm going to actually have, go to a the comic book store near me and and try and try and see about getting that. So, yep. okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't there wasn't something on top of that that I was missing that I that I should be aware yep. of. So, all right. And for, for anybody
1: else, by the way, who's interested in getting into current Moon Knight stuff, or Dwayne, if you wanted to, uh, you've been talking about catching up on some of the things, the first collected edition of the new Moon Knight series that just produced, uh, premiered last uh, summer is actually just coming out in a couple of weeks here. Okay. So Moon Knight Volume 9 issues 1 through 5, 1 through 6, whatever, is being collected, and that actually comes out just in the very near future as well. If somebody's interested in picking that one up. I that's won't say it's a great jumping on point, because there is no great jumping on point for Moon Knight, really. You just have to you just have to hop in and start the crazy wherever you can and call it good. So That's
0: coming out like in the next week or two, right? Yeah. I believe the, so. I think I think that's what I had seen on that. I wasn't quite sure what that and you're saying that's like volume nine? It's volume nine. That's- but I'm not counting
1: Mark Spector Moon Knight, the one we're reading right now, as a Moon Knight Volume, because it's Mark Spector Moon Knight Volume 1. There are some people <laughs> who count this as Moon Knight Volume 3, and then they would call the one that's going on right now Moon Knight Volume 10. Okay. And I will fistfight them if I need to, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's that is. It, it depends on where you're looking as to what you will see on that. And so... It, it all kind of just depends. Um, what I go with is normally on the bottom of Moon Knights there is a volume number, or, or on any um, Marvel series, but they've stopped now doing the volumes. So in previous issues, like down at the very bottom, not on the Marvel Universe, but in the actual physical books, there's right. all of the sort of publication information. And it used to say... Volume whatever, and if you look at the Mark Spector Moon Knights, they say Mark Spector Moon Knight Volume One. They don't mm. say Moon Knight Volume Three. Sure. So okay. So Volume Nine, def-
0: definitive from from the source. How how we should how we should categorize?
1: I don't those know. Statements. I can even say that, but that's that's my <laughs> opinion on things. All
0: right. So. Well, why don't we transition into the stack for this week, which is talking about Moon Knights or yep. Mark Spector. Moon Knight, Volume 1. G- yep. Give us an overview Correct. as to what we're going to be covering this week. Sure. It's uh, it's
1: essentially the first 20 issues plus one, uh, because 20 actually ended on kind of a cliffhanger, so we're doing 21 issues, of Moon Knight's series that started in 1989, which actually is one of his longest-running series. It is his longest-running series uh, to date. It spans 60 issues, And sort of tracked a very interesting time in comics, because this was the late 80s into the early 90s was really the time when comic books had their highest visibility, uh, really during the late 20th century. It's when we had the big collecting boom and bust. It's when we had... Things like X-Men number 1 sell 8 million copies. You had the Death of Superman book that had people lining up around the streets to get it. And then you had all these people realize that when they wanted to go and try and sell those books back and the like, there wasn't as much of a market as they thought because so many copies were printed. But this was a very visible time for comics. There were a lot of things going on. And so, yeah, Mark Spector, uh, Moon Knight came out. It was relatively successful for a long time, had some interesting creators on it at times, especially near the end. But what we're going to be looking at here is the start of it, which was a relatively stable time. Almost all of these issues are written by Chuck Dixon. Almost all of them are drawn by Sal Velludo, and you've got Tom Palmer on inks. And occasionally Valuto and Palmer did more of a breakdowns and finishes, but for the most part, it was Valuto pencils, Palmer inks. As we go through these, you can kind of take a look at uh, them in chunks. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to look at them not issue by issue, but sort of story arc by story arc. And to do that, we start out with number one through three, which is Spectre returning back to New York after his time away working with the West Coast Avengers. Um, He returns to New York. He returns to his own comic book. It's been almost three years since he had his own title. Uh, immediately gets back the gang he's got Frenchie and Marlene returning we also get a new cook Chloe who provides some <laughs> some sort of competition for Marlene at least in Marlene's mind uh, things kind of go badly for him quickly we get Rob Bushman appearing back he comes in attacks everyone kidnaps Marlene he wants 10 million in ransom from Spectre uh But Spectre, when he tries to raise that ransom, finds out he's cash poor, can't actually get the money. So instead, he decides to do things his own way, um, goes in and decides to infiltrate the embassy, the Burundi embassy where uh, Bushman is staying. He actually has a run-in with Spider-Man, decides to disguise himself as a cable guy and sneak into the embassy. And then after a few fights there, Bushman flees back to Burundi, taking Marlene with him. Moon Knight has to then make his own way there, sneaks into the country, defeats Bushman in one-on-one combat. Marlene appears in a bikini with an assault rifle and covers his retreat from the, the palace, and Frenchie sort of drops in, in a chopter that he's a chopper he's bought off a bunch of locals using a suitcase of cash. They all climb on, and they fly out of the town and everything is good and there's our return of moon knight
0: i i i love i loved this in just just kind of just the absurdity of it almost in that in that it was just like i think bushman is a really interesting character and and is a good kind of counterbalance to to moon knight and what he's trying to do and the fact that we did not see bushman at all during volume two makes his return here at least i think a, a really great starting point for this series and and mm-hmm. I, so from that standpoint i, I really liked it and, and think that the it, it it was well done the absurdity of the new the new cook slash housekeeper chloe walking around doing her thing in a bikini was a bit ridiculous the fact that marlene has this giant rifle after she's been out swimming and and helps uh ensure that they're able to escape easily with was a bit comical and the fact that you know he's cash poor but yet he still has the ability to get a a suitcase full of cash that he could just give to some locals to get a to get a helicopter was was a bit uh was a bit crazy as well but i i don't think this was like the best of moon knight that we've seen to this point but it was not terrible
1: and it it's 100 late 80s i mean this is this is post rambo comic books really i mean this is what you get
0: yeah, I, this feels like Miami Vice, or it feels like you know any of that sort of thing that would have been really popular around this time frame.
1: A lot of the subtleties and the sort of horror elements and things like that are are sort of minimized. And really, at this point, we just have Mark Spector, mercenary, and it's got guns, it's got explosions, it's got action. There's a lot of things that are kind of very sketchy in terms of actually making sense, but the next thing happens fast enough, you don't have time to worry about it. So it's actually a, it's a lot of fun as long as you're just like, I just want a, a book that I don't have to think about too much. But we have lost some of the... some of the really sort of more complex elements of Moon Knight as we move into this. So he's he's a less a less sort of complex character and over time i think that's going to bother us i know it bothered me as i moved through this but i have to admit that after the complete dumpster fire that was volume 2 just getting everybody back and it's a nice quick adventure it was kind of a palate cleanser
0: what what's what's moving to to books 4 and 5 because that's a an uh... Unlike previously, where we had a lot of single story arcs, as you said, the, this one, there's there, there really was only one that was a single issue. So this one, four and five kind of grouped together.
1: Yep, four and five is sort of the origin story, or at least the first appearance of the Midnight Man, uh, or of Midnight, who is the essentially someone who drops in um, to the scene and appears to be Midnight Man at first because he's doing robberies and setting the clock to Midnight, which is kind of the M.O. of Anton Mogart. Mark Spector then decides he's going to throw a party with some jewels and things that Midnight Man just can't resist. Plan works. Midnight Man gets there, and while he is stealing things, Moon Knight tries to fight him, gets tripped up by the Black Cat. Uh, They, of course, have a little bit of a fight, and then they both give chase against him, in the helicopter, Moon Knight ends up jumping onto the car as Midnight Man is fleeing. Car goes off a bridge, sends him to his death for like the fourth time at Midnight at Moon Knight's hands. Or so we think, because at the end it comes back. We see Midnight Man actually sitting there on his fridge when Mark Spector returns to his house. He introduces himself, says, I'm not the guy you think I am. I'm Midnight, not Midnight Man. I'm the son of Anton Mogart, and he then wants to be a crime-fighting partner to Moon Knight because his dad, on his deathbed, asked him not to use his powers and all of the skills that he'd taught him for evil. So there we go.
0: I I did not know what to make uh, of this because I was like, I can't, I'm not sure. Like I I didn't mind the Midnight Man character in the. Uh, in volume one, uh, when nope. we saw him, seemed like a, a solid enough character. The fact that you know looks like he dies again and then turns out to be just fine is, I guess, the mo of some villains sometimes. And and the fact that he decides he wants to like team up, partner with Moon Knight, and like knows his name's Mark Specter and all this sort of thing was was kind of interesting i i'm not gonna lie i didn't i didn't see it coming i guess more than anything else and so this i i was very curious like he moon knight does not appear to be to want to do this and by the end of the issue five he's basically like no kid this this isn't gonna happen we're not gonna do this and you know but but, but I don't get the feeling, and as we find out as we go through these, he, he's not really going to take no for an answer, and we're going to see, we're going to see more of him. You will see more of it. It's also interesting that,
1: again, and, and this is something, you know if you go out on the Internet and you look at a lot of folks who are big Moon Knight fans, perhaps some people listening to this, the, one of the major things that drives us nuts is that whole Moon Knight is just Marvel's Batman. Right. But you don't help yourself at all when you try to introduce some weird teenage sidekick for Moon Knight, you know, as you're as you're attempting to distance him from that sort of thing. So he isn't Robin, though, because not only is he a little bit crazy, but he also is way too old. I mean, he's like a he's not a kid. He's 18, 19 years old. He's a fully grown adult. So as a sidekick, it's a little strange.
0: I this is know, something. I was going to say. Ahead. I didn't know who Black
1: Cat. is. Sure, um, Black Cat is somebody we see a lot in Spider Man. Black Cat for a long time was she was she was Mary Jane's Chloe essentially, right? It was uh, she was a kind of a villain, a cat burglar of of Spider Man, like a villain. But also sometimes she was an ally, and then sometimes she was kind of like a romantic interest as well so in the in the 90s and and then onward she'd been a very common spider-man character okay and then you know what she's doing here essentially is working as somebody who's working for an insurance company trying to help take down or or find out where all of this money is disappearing from specter's companies she basically suspects him of doing it because Mm -hmm. he's the common denominator in all of it black cat appeared in a lot of things Back in the early 90s. Very popular character
0: at that okay. time. Any, anything else we need to talk about with issues four or five? Or do we just move on into yes. six and seven?
1: Really just a matter of that whole thing where, you know, Mark, Mark Spector's treatment of Jeff Wilde as we go through is never particularly, like, productive in the way that he handles somebody who is obviously dealing with things, and that's going to come back to bite him. So that's the main thing here. He's He's not doing a great job of this. Um, So 6 and 7, though. Then we get Brother Voodoo back again. You saw him before. He was in the book back in Volume 1. He comes to New York and actually has been turned into a zombie, spelled Z-H-O-M-B-I, by a (laughs) drug that was given him by a villain named Dr. Friday. Moon Knight then has to help Brother Voodoo in finding Friday and stopping him from continuing to send out his zombie assassins uh, across New York in an attempt to sort of consolidate power for a particular ganglord. Brother Voodoo actually gets better with the help of his dead brother and with the help of evidently essentially destroying a room in Mark's mansion. And at that point, uh, the two of them go out on the town along with Midnight, dispatching zombies, and eventually ending up finding Friday, uh, at which point he's killed by one of his gangster party partners, while sending out one last zombie killer to take revenge on the guy that had
0: murdered him. Hey, so so that, that, that's what that was at the end of the issue. I didn't exactly get what was going on there at the very yeah. end yeah we 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 find out the that friday is hired by this el brutale who was looking to wipe out his competition uh yeah. in 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 new york uh all while not alerting kingpin i guess as to the fact that he's doing all of this and so it was it, it was it the story felt a bit convoluted to me but very convoluted it it, 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 it I guess gets there in the end uh, we had we had this like these zombies go and attack these like mob bosses in this really nice upscale restaurant and then you know Jeff jumps in a- and tries to help Moon Knight and brother voodoo and mm-hmm. that kind of goes poorly <laughs> but yep. but at, from that point on and this goes into the the rest of the books that we read it's at that point, it seems like Moon Knight sort of accepts that, that Midnight is going to be his sidekick for a little while, mm-hmm. and he's going to actually kind of try and help him. But as you said, that, that relationship seems very strained and, and, and not very uh, healthy from, from Midnight's standpoint specifically.
1: Yep. and Moon Knight does save the or Midnight does save the day because he actually the guy's got the traditional it's a high building and he's going to blow everyone up with his belt of explosives or whatever and he just kicks him out the window and then he explodes harmlessly in midair as he's falling to his death. So you'd think the police would have had words with him at that point. No <laughs> one ever really questions these things. There's, so there's there's no yeah. fallout from that. Okay. No. Okay. So yeah, six and seven are there. Eight and nine now. Midnight is now joining them on patrol. And they are actually going around checking on Mark Spector's company holdings as the acts of vengeance are going on around New York. And Spector's like, well, if i got to be on patrol, I might as well check my own stuff while I'm helping other people. But they find there's a number of suspicious types breaking in one of the buildings. There's a fight. Punisher's evidently been watching things, and he joins in, uh, shooting a number of people in the head which is kind of crazy that he continues to get away with that. Uh, Tells him, though, that he's been looking at this group called Ultimatum for a while. Um, They go and find one of the Stoolies who he's kind of been looking at, and Punisher convinces him to tell them who the leader is, a villain called Flag Smasher. They also want to help, or or to have his help setting up Flag Smasher. So he goes out and is going to meet with one of his operatives, that operatives, Anarchy, who just kills the guy because she's like, you're acting sketchy, I think this is a setup. After she kills the guy who is helping them, she then actually beats up Punisher and Moon Knight as well, essentially closely to killing those. And then cops arrive, so she takes off. Eventually they do find the ultimatum lair, they defeat Flag Smasher, they defeat Anarchy, Moon Knight prevents... Punish her from killing Anarchy as, as they've defeated her. And then while they're doing that, Flag Smasher gets away on a boat. Moon Knight follows. He jumps on the boat. They have a fight. He jumps off the boat. The boat runs into another bigger boat and explodes. And that's the end of Flag Smasher, at least for now. So, uh, again, it's weird to find a lot to talk about in these because this is an era of Moon Knight where literally the book starts action happens and there's really not much to think about other than just people running around punching and shooting each other until the end of it it is a yeah it is a classic action comic book it was and
0: yeah and, and and introducing the punisher as part of this too was really kind of interesting because he's yeah he he he's not messing around he is he is executing people like left and right and, and like t- telling uh, Moon Knight that, you know, don't, th- this is how you have to handle these people, basically. And, yes. and it's, you know, outer to everything that we've seen of Moon Knight. I feel like he's been to this point, even in, even throughout the different volumes, I feel like he has tried to change. He's not trying to be this mercenary for hire. He's not trying to just end people's lives indiscriminately just because they're on the other end of the, 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 of his fist basically, because he doesn't use guns, but, but like, it's almost like the punisher is acting like the, the, the the devil on the shoulder of, Hey, you remember that this used to be how you acted, (laughs) And it worked out pretty well for you for a long time.
1: But I think that's because it is a character that really does work well with helping Spectre sort of deal with who he is and what he wants to be and what he doesn't want to be.
0: Sure.
1: But yeah, lots of lots of people die. Also, just as a note, Anarchy, although she's good enough to potentially kill Moon Knight and Punisher in a fight when both of them are there, never appears again. And Flag Smasher, you probably didn't recognize him, slash her, but Flag Smasher is actually a character in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, really? Because Carly Morgenthau's character, the one that is kind of leading that that organization they have to break up, that's Flag Smasher. (laughs) Now, what's interesting is, I think, after reading these again, she should have probably been Anarchy, because flag is also the name of the organization i think and so anarchy leading the flag smashers would have made more sense than flag smasher leading the flag smashers and she had red hair in it and everything like that but yeah so flag smasher is actually a character that comes back in the
0: mcu as well okay i i didn't i didn't catch that connection that is, nope. that is i was i was more just kind of taken back by the name flag smasher and like the group ultimatum talking about Mm -hmm. how they're going to take down basically the world's nations and just kind of control everything and and like i like the name anarchy by the way great villain name for (laughs) if i do say so myself I i was like the fact that you know we kind of during that altercation they they think despite the fact that she does kind of beat them up that they killed her and so they were surprised to see her once they got back to the lair and like they kind of had moon knight and punisher had a plan as to how they were going to handle things and then anarchy pops up and that's kind of distracts the Punisher for a little bit and then Flag Smasher's attacking Moon Knight and it, it's just yeah there's just a lot of action a lot of kind of craziness going on across across the all, all the panels until we get to the the boat ending was weird to me though it just sort of was like kind of just it just sort of kind of ended it's like all of a sudden this big boat's there and and Moon yep. Knight's fine he, he there's no problem with that but but the yeah.
1: Had the action. Okay. Time to end it and move on to the next issue. Yep, that's is, that's how they did it. And, and for those of you, by the way, who are are not familiar with the old comics, if you want to visualize Flag Smasher, Flag Smasher looks to me like Blue Falcon for some reason. He's got almost, or, or Space Ghost maybe. Yeah, there he's you got, go. He's got kind right. of a Space ghost look. That tracks. Um, it's kind of weird that that character actually was in a lot of Captain America comics. And he has been around. The oh. so Flag Smasher is a I, I would character. not have it guessed that.
0: It wasn't just a one-off based on, oh. based on this appearance. Yeah, this,
1: they, I was he's, impressed. He's,
0: yeah,
1: no. He was not used impressively here, but he was he was one. So anyway, moving on to our next one, issue ten. We don't have to talk much about It's a little weird. Basically, it's I think what it does is it reestablishes Moon Knight in that he's a a hero in New York, sort of refamiliarizing himself with helping the people of New York. He Stops a girl from jumping off a building because she's depressed about her grades and the fact that her parents are going to be disappointed in her because they paid for college and she didn't do well. Then he goes and saves some people who are in trouble in a fire. And then after he does that, there's a bunch of random C-list villains, uh, Killer Shrike, Ringer, and Coach Whip, who've all been in various things over the years but are not particularly uh, important villains. And they just attack him, kind of, because it's like, hey, there's a hero. Let's go ahead and, and mess with him. He then brings in Frenchie for assistance. Frenchie, during that, gets injured. And that's probably the only thing from this issue that really is of interest, is that Frenchie gets injured and badly damages his legs and is being taken to the hospital yeah, and may lose his legs. They weren't even the entirely
0: sure he was going to survive, much less. That's true. Yeah, he like. He, no. he between these three three villains, he got kind of he basically the helicopter ended up crashing into a building, and yeah. he got his legs completely smashed. And it yeah, it was rushed to the hospital. I the the there wasn't much to this. It, it felt like a bridge between what we were seeing kind of in eight and nine with some of the kind of craziness that was going on that that caused moon knight and jeff to kind of go out in search of you know making sure that his holding stuff was okay and then the kind of big arc that we're about to see with the return of bushman this yeah. just sort of felt like a bridge to get you from one story to the other and it there wasn't a lot to it those those villains was were not great and the like yeah frenchie getting injured and possibly dying though i don't know if we any no Frenchie
1: does die. not die yeah so, French, um, Frenchie does not die but yeah so that one didn't have a whole lot in it the main thing it does is it takes Frenchie off the board for the next set of issues meaning that we're going to be introduced to another sort of helicopter pilot for for moon knight temporarily so um but yeah so the next one 11 through 14 now we go in Raul Bushman is back again. They've decided to go hard into restoring Bushman as sort of a primary villain for Moon Knight, and he is actually back as the the sort of dictator warlord of this Burundi country, which we've recently discovered is on the border of Wakanda, and yet for some reason they allow him to keep doing this stuff. I would like to see Wakanda go in and just clean these guys up, but Um, he's now decided he's going to go into growing drugs. There'd been some people who came in and asked him if he'd be interested in partnering with them. And he's like, that's a good idea. And he just shot them all and decided to do it himself. So Moon Knight then is kidnapped by someone who calls himself Arsenal. He's Arsenal 2 and is asked to join a team of mercenaries who are going into Burundi to try and take out Bushman. He says that he's with the U.S. government and doing it for the Drug Enforcement Agency. Ends up being that actually they're hired by rival drug cartels who just want to take power in Burundi. Moon Knight beats all of those guys up. He then leaves them for the cops and heads off to take on Bushman alone. Arsenal, though, escapes and follows him after killing a couple of cops and and jumping out of a moving van. So that's our setup, Dwayne. What What do you think of the start of this?
0: I was taken back by the fact that we were introduced to Arsenal again. This was yes. definitely a memorable and not in a good way a villain from volume one uh, that I personally did not care for that entire arc. And and like there's Moon Knight even kind of questions him on that. And I, is is it common that we have just, Iterations of the same villain Yeah, and like, kind of is. this is not
1: this is not really all that uncommon at all. It happens if if occasionally a villain does get killed, I mean we're seeing it with with Midnight Man as well. And if a villain gets killed, they want to keep using the name. So there have been multiple green goblins, there've been multiples of all sorts of different villains. If one dies, they just kind of somebody else grabs the suit. And starts up. It really happens a lot in Marvel, actually, as I think Really? Okay. Um, okay. But in any case, they, they even joke, though, about even the guy who takes the Arsenal name doesn't have much respect for the old Arsenal. He's like, yeah, he was terrible, but he just liked the name, evidently. And it's interesting because he knew about the old guy and mm-hmm. how terrible he was, but he still took the name anyways. Moon Knight wanders into Brundi, somehow sneaks in. He joins up with a rebel force there. And shows them how to sort of use these incendiary devices to burn down all of Bushman's new poppy fields he's so proud of. Bushman then realizes Moon Knight's there, he's causing trouble. He attacks the rebels he's with in response, in the process killing the rebel leader. Moon Knight has to flee along with Montana, his new uh, sort of pilot that he's befriended during all of this. While they're driving off, Arsenal actually comes into the camp afterwards and goes, hey, guess I'm your new leader. Let's go and take over the country while Bushman's out chasing Moon Knight. So they plan an an attack, actually take over the palace, take over the country, and have a coup. All the while, Bushman's out fighting one-on-one against Moon Knight. He loses, and his troops are like, yeah, you know, you're not the president anymore. We're just going to kind of collect you and take you to the new president and see you, what he wants to do with you so Moon Knight at that point wanders one way Bushman's being ex- escorted another and at some point they just Moon Knight and, and Montana hit the the Wakanda border he shows his old Avengers ID I love that the first idea. time <laughs> him being an Avenger has mattered in in the new series and they let him into the country and like yeah T'Challa says you can come in and so evidently that's how he gets flown home so yeah that's that's our again kind of an odd ending
0: i i mean the confrontation i think in the you you have this like picture this field where you've got bushman and moon knight fighting each other and all around them are these bushman troops that have been ordered not to attack because bushman wants to be the one that kills that that kills Moon Knight for the
1: second time in this volume because he did yeah. that
0: the first time too in yeah Location that was three ba- basically the exact same sort of setup and and Moon Knight again beats him and and starts wa- you know he's like all right finish me and he's like no I'm not gonna finish you he just starts walking away and then Bushman's like ordering the troops to fire on him and they're like nah, no 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 nah. you're Use you're the thought you're of the that earlier here yeah yeah uh i i i actually kind of liked that finish to this to this setup i i liked good like it it, it's not fantastic but it just sort of like it felt like a sort of superhero sort of final battle ending situation that i would expect in when you have these like two really powerful really important characters that have interacted with each other multiple times it, it just yeah. it, it it felt fitting I guess a way for that to sort of end and all right good it I don't know maybe, maybe I'm just uh no that's I mean that's the way it was supposed it, to but... be and obviously
1: that you know instead of just him fighting the the underlings that it's a one-on-one thing that's that's the way it always ends up. But yeah it's, yeah, it's it's kind it's, of interesting how how Bushman just never learns that he's going to yeah. now lose. He beat him once back in the desert. That's probably not happening anymore. He should just have his guys shoot him. It's he's not just, very sporting, yeah, but it would be way probably. more effective than what he keeps yes. trying. Yeah, so. well,
0: you know, he he they definitely established that Bushman is freaking crazy during these four, these yes. these issues. He he's like randomly executing his underlings because they they're they're suggesting other ways of handling things or or like one guy used his name his first name raul instead of calling him el presidente and and like he's like why did you call me that and he's like sir you told me to call you that (laughs) and executes him so the guy's not all there anyway so nice. so having this Even sort nice. of ending sort of makes sense i guess
1: yep that is that is correct i i will say there were a couple of things in here um when he first gets into the rebel camp one of my favorite sort of lines of the of the first of this series he wanders in and there's a kind of an an old almost like a, a medicine woman of some sort who's sculpted a like a head that looks like a Moon Knight. And the guy's like, we've been told you were coming to save us as a god. And, and you know, are you a god? And Moon Knight's like, no, but some of my close friends are. And so he's he's still kind of coming to terms with that because at the end of West Coast Avengers, him and Kanchu kind of split ways. Kanchu's like, I'm going to go off and fight Seth. I shouldn't have ever sort of inhabited your body and done all of this anyway. You're kind of on your own. And that's one of the reasons now why we're not seeing like him... With any of the things that happened in Volume Two, where he's got the you know, the priests of Kanchu yeah. sending him messages and all this other stuff and everything, so he's still kind of getting used to just being on his own there. But you know the he, him and him and are, are in a better place than they've been for a while now. So
0: I'm definitely not sad to see the priests contacting him, no, basically sh- and incapacitating him unless he does what he. What, what he's told by them to do i i'm yeah, very it's, fine it's a, with that it's a, it's a good thing so but we should talk about the trial of mark specter issues 15 through 18 because i think this go. is one of the best story arcs of this first set of books
1: i would agree i think it's it's the most interesting and probably the best for character development yeah. um essentially this is four four comics for 15 to 18 it's called the trial of mark specter and at the beginning of it silver sable in the wild pack which is another popular group. They had their own series for a good part of the 90s. Uh, Someone probably, like, as an MCU fan, you would never have heard of any of these. I did not have
0: any idea who they were. uh, And there's a good
1: chance you won't need to worry about it for a while. In it, to a certain extent, they're kind of like a Suicide Squad. So, like, Sandman's in it and stuff like that. Um, I I
0: thought they were, like, superhero police or something. It was sort of ridiculous. They were like, hey, we need to capture Mark Spector. He's He's been terrible.
1: That's And that's it. They're hired to bring him in by a country called Buscaverde, uh, where we see in a flashback from Spectre as he's being taken in that he actually did kill the country's president back when he was a mercenary. And by doing so, he helped to bring to power a dictator called Raposa, who then savaged the country and did all sorts of terrible things until eventually being deposed, and is now on the run. So... Uh, The event was one of the things that did sour Spectre on his current line of work. So at least he did realize a little bit that this was not a great way to do things. But he ends up fighting with the Wild Pack. He escapes him a little bit. Eventually, though, he just gives himself up and says, yeah, I better go in and deal with this. He's taken to Bescoverde. He's put on trial. While he's been kidnapped off by them and and on trial, Frenchie's legs have gotten better. So he and Marlene decide they can maybe help, so they grab a jeep, they sneak in to Busca Verde, and take the jeep through the jungle, trying to find a way to the city where they can sort of help out as needed. During the trial, Spectrum begins to wonder if maybe he's been set up, but he is definitely convicted, he is sentenced to die, manages to break out of prison, and does so exactly at the right place, where Marlene and Frenchie have arrived with the jeep, He hops in the jeep, they take him away, and as they're running away, he's like, no, I have to go back, because I've got to fix this. He wanders in, saves the president from assassination at the hands of some of the people he'd escaped with, who he knew were going to try this. And then while he's doing that, he actually secures a pardon for himself from the president in exchange for saying that he will promise he's going to find a way to bring in Raposa. And make things somewhat right for what he did in the past. So,
0: there we go. There was a lot of... A, a, a lot happened here. A lot happened and a lot of kind of character development. And, like, Mark Spector throughout most of this is very, very guilt-ridden about... because As like, well he should be. He, he, should, he Yeah, he
1: should he, be. He shot somebody's president and basically brought down an entire country... Which I'm sure is frowned upon by lots of people. Yeah.
0: No, he, he, and like, yeah, he, like, he was running away from, from, uh, Silver Sable and just literally had gotten away, gotten on the other side of, uh, you know, a subway car. They weren't going to be able to stop him. And he just says, no, I should really just go in for this. And, and there, yeah, there was a minute where he's got lists like, lawyer who's not really doing much to defend him but does ask one question of like the wife and there's a there's a string there that we gotta see that the wife is holding back on something about this original president that mark specter killed that is that we don't know what's going on but she she's put a pin in that next week we're going to find out okay because next week there there's a couple panels there at the very end where she's praying and and like she kind of acts weird when she's asked the one question the one defense question the lawyer actually asks on behalf of mark specter is like well did he have a gun is he was he armed was there a reason that that self-defense pulled up pulled a pulled a you know shot him and she's like, no, 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 no. But after some hesitation, so, um, so the, there's a lot of actual story here, and less, I think, action compared to the issues yep. that we've seen up until this point. And it's no surprise. I don't think there's any surprise then that these are that this is actually the most interesting story from this first set of books because it, it is about getting into that more complex portion of the mark mm-hmm. Spe- specter character and, and I, I i really liked this story and there was actually on top of this story this main story we also had this side story where midnight jeff wilde goes and steals a moon knight costume and decides that he's going to go do a life of crime in the Moon Knight costume in New York because he knows that Mark Spector is in jail mm-hmm. down in a foreign country. And he happens on this secret meeting uh, that he... And it gets rushed off on, and we find out what that's going to be because that's what ends up being 19 through 21. But... There you go. It's It's... There was... There was a lot going on in these books, but it was not a lot of action. There was a, just a lot of interesting kind of self-talk. There was a lot of reflection back to the the events that that got him uh, you yep. know, put on trial and that sort of thing, and and I really liked this set. This was this was the best set of of this of this entire I would, I would all the books that we we looked at
1: overall quality those are the this is the best story in this set so yeah. so now so. moving on though to the ones you were talking about yeah so the 19 through 21 is kind of this free-for-all team-up where we've got spider-man we've got the punisher and we've got moon knight all taking on secret empire so jeff wilde in the moon knight costume got discovered peeking in on a secret meeting he shouldn't have That got Moon Knight on the radar of Secret Empire. They decide they're going to need to kill him because he's seen too much. The gang chases around again Wild because he's still wandering around in the Moon Knight costume. And eventually, that attracts the attention of all sorts of people. There's a big fight. Midnight slash Jeff Wilde in the Moon Knight costume is actually injured and presumed dead, which makes everybody really angry. They chase the Secret Empire back to their junkyard hideout, have a huge fight. Punisher kills many, many people. Moon Knight and Spider-Man are doing what they can. Eventually, uh, Punisher actually puts someone in a trash ca- compactor to get info. or there's someone in a trash compactor. He takes them out, gets information out of them, then throws him back in and turns the trash compactor back on. And the guy's like, but you said, and he's like, whatever, criminal. So, that was a little that was a little nasty. Uh-huh. Uh, turns out, though, the Empire is planning on taking over the world's communications using a satellite they're going to be launching any day now. Uh, Punisher calls up his man in the chair, Micro, gets the information they need to find the location of that satellite launch, and somehow this leads to a fight between Moon Knight and Punisher because they don't have enough other people to fight. They get angry at each other because. Punisher's making fun of Midnight being dead or being insensitive somehow. And once that's all done, they do get together, go in, stop the launch, manage to kill or knock out almost all the Secret Empire guys. And then Moon Knight looks around. He expects to find Jeff there, but he doesn't. We find out Jeff has been transferred somewhere else, is being held, and sort of nursed back to health so that he can then be turned into some secret weapon for the secret empire and that's kind of where it ends
0: so there was a lot of fighting between punisher and moon knight in these books yes. and spider-man probably the youngest of these three by a mile is yes. trying to basically stay in between them and keep them at some level of civility with each other so that they don't just keep rip ripping off each other's heads uh this, this was a, I, I did not expect kind of the turnaround or the, the side story from the previous uh, set of books, the, the, that Jeff stumbles into this bad meeting. I did not think this was going to immediately lead into the next story arc, but, but it worked really well to me. And, oh God, I, I I cannot say that I've seen a ton of Punisher before, uh, we've gotten introduced to him a few times throughout these various books. I've watched the TV show. Uh, mm-hmm. so I I mean I have a little bit of background on him, but man, he is he is a lot to, di- to digest when it comes to uh, just a hero or anti-hero, I guess. Uh, and and like there's there's this narrative throughout these books where
1: Punisher's they- talking.
0: Yeah, Moon Knight is, is is kind of comparing himself to Spider Man and comparing himself to Punisher, and he does sort of see more of himself in the Punisher than he does in Spider Man, and like, but he's like, oh, I could be like that, but I'm not. I, I I'm cl-. Like he doesn't have he he his emotions are are like I can control my emotions. He just kind of goes off. But then yep. he can turn them off at any point, and and it was it it felt like there was a level of character development that kind of continued from the trial of Mark Spector within these these issues as well. Even though there was a lot more action, like actual fist guys yep. dying and that sort of thing, and so if if there ends up being. Like I don't think everything has to be like the trial of Mark Spector. I don't think everything ne- needs to be mindless violence. If there is more of this kind of arc, where there's some rationalized realization and some kind of self-reflection going on in addition to some action, I think that that's that's going to be good. I, I think that that's Here you go. from a from a where we're talking about from a time frame standpoint and and what. This 19 through 21 are better than the first 10 issues or 12 issues or anything kind of before the trial yep. of Mark Spector. And so if we can have more of that, I would be happy about that. Very cool.
1: All right. Sounds good. So that's that's what we had to start out the new series. You want to talk about just some general kind of overviews of these first 20 issues. What, what did you think in general? It sounds like mixed bag but overall you seem to like these is that
0: I, correct? this is this is definitely better than volume two it, okay. it feels it feels more like volume one to me in which there were definitely some high points there were definitely some some low points uh you know there's definitely some similarities even i think in so far as there's you know um some character development there's some things that i find objectionable with how people are being treated both by not just the villains but also by mark specter slash moon knight throughout all this um still no jake lockley or Stephen grant those personas still completely mia um i i do there 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 was a joke about two thirds of the way through these books were basically are our, our, the new arsenal knows that, that moon Knight is Mark Spector. And he's like, everybody seems to know that moon. Yes. Mark Spector is moon Knight, And that does sort of feel seem like it checks out. It does sort of feel like everybody knows.
1: He does not have a secret identity of any sort. Really. Yeah. It's everybody who wants to hurt him or whatever. They all know who he is. It's kind of crazy.
0: Uh, no Spence from the second volume. No Priests like we talked about. I did notice there's a lot more swearing going on. Now, they don't actually use swear words in here. They use, you know, the mm. the the number sign, at sign, exclamation point sort of thing to show that they're swearing. But there was like one per, per book, it felt like. and And that was not something... I think we saw like two two expletives throughout the entire first set of books that we've that we've seen but we basically saw one book in in this set and and so that to me was kind of kind kind of interesting i guess or or maybe uh something from a sign of of the time period and and what the they felt like the audience needed to have uh they were faster to read i will say that i did sort of feel like there was a lot less text it wasn't as text heavy a, mm-hmm. as some of the previous issues were yep um, that's going to happen i i i was not a big fan of the art if i if i'm going to be uh honest i think i think the biggest issue for me is the fact that it felt like mark specter frenchie uh marlene everybody everybody looked different every single issue and and not like small changes but like large changes they're like completely different hair color completely different style of hair completely different build even it just it it just i had a hard time sometimes recognizing the characters that were following here because they didn't look the way they have been looking
1: yeah that so Sal Vluto is the guy who drew almost all of these. So it is one person drawing them all. And and really it's one person inking it as well. Tom Palmer has done an awful lot of stuff. He's a He's been in the business for a long time. He was a, a Marvel inker through like the 70s. He did some penciling and stuff like that as well. But I do think this is a much more traditional art style it, it reminds me actually in a lot of ways when i when i look at the art what i what i think is interesting is it reminds me of some classic sort of artists like uh, nesta redondo sometimes or even some of the stuff looks like joe kubert but it's not as fluid it's very blocky and it looks like it's very workmanlike. but if you've been looking at something like Sinkevich's stuff or even even Chris Warner's stuff, which is a lot more fluid. It's gonna it's going to be a lot less exciting art, and yeah, I think that the faces, the things like that, weren't as well defined. So it was it was very competent comic book art, but I don't think that it was it was stuff that for the most part was particularly spectacular. Um, now the two people I mentioned, Redondo and Kubert, I love their stuff but it's sort of like echoes of it without some of the spark, if that makes sense. So
0: nonetheless, I I think
1: it was, it was workmanlike,
0: you know? I was going to say, I don't know if it's, it's the fact that I got Bill Sienkiewicz as one of my first real uh, art, uh, you know, artists working on a title. And the fact that he ends up being, you know, as big in, in this and, it just, it did, it, it It felt different than the books previous and and not in a way that I particularly liked, I guess. It, it wasn't, there wasn't anything like, I didn't find myself just kind of staring at panels because they looked cool. I like, yep. it, there were definitely points in, in, in volume one where Bill Sienkiewicz was creating art that was just interesting to look at. irregardless of the fact that there was text on there and it was continuing a story yeah
1: no i I actually uh i remember when i first got my wife steph writing or reading fables which was drawn by a guy named mark buckingham and his art is just fantastic but he also wasn't particularly fast so he would draw a few issues and then there would be fill-in issues and it was interesting because, you know, we'd be reading along and then you'd get to a fill-in issue and, and she would just be like, what is this? <laughs> and when you get used to a certain level of beauty in the art and then you just hit something that's not that or that's very different, it's it's jarring. So, yeah. Hopefully, I, I think as you move along, you will find that the overall quality of Moon Knight artists, especially as we move into the modern day, is ridiculously high they have had some really 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 talented guys doing the art so and and even in this series as we head towards the end there's going to be a couple of people doing some stuff that the the visual styling is really really
0: interesting so stick with it okay uh, we'll get some other stuff all right so uh any thoughts on on anything from these set of books that we might see in the tv series so i think the Punisher is, it's almost impossible they're actually
1: going to have him in there. But the Marvel shows are leaving Netflix. Disney's getting the rights back. They've talked about bringing the actor back and doing things in the Punisher. And he has had a history with Moon Knight. So I'm sure that somewhere out in Magical Christmas Land, there are a bunch of (laughs) people who are Moon Knight and Punisher fans hoping that we're actually going to see... Some sort of a cameo from him in the show, I would not, I would not expect that. But it would be pretty cool if they could do it. Um, also, you know, some of the things from like the 15 to 18, some of the elements of that could be worked into his backstory right. and be used effectively if they wanted to. There are only so many real tales of his sort of mercenary past and some of the, the, really less savory things he did as a mercenary that are in the in the books so that could be something that could be worked in if they wanted so,
0: so if you want what would you suggest are the uh the reads for this week it, it, these were not in marvel unlimited the the app well, they aren't. Uh, there was i think there, the cross the first punisher cro- crossover books eight and nine i think were but i think of these 21 issues that we looked at i think those might have been the only two that were in marvel unlimited so you'd have to have or find find these somewhere
1: marvel unlimited i think it's because those are acts of vengeance crossovers and they've got the acts of vengeance like um event on marvel unlimited so those books are in but yeah other than that they're not in marvel unlimited and as far as i know i was looking around they're not collected anywhere right now so it's almost impossible to find these books unless you actually go out and purchase the comics or you know come over to my place and read them here i guess that would, <laughs> that would be an option by arrangement if you happen to be in the area so it's uh, it's a little bit odd that they are that they're not collected and that they don't have more of them as we've been going through this i'm finding more and more books that are difficult to find in collected editions but i would say if you did want to read the stories for me it's the first 5 because they sort of reestablish Moon Knight back into New York and bring the band back together. And then 4 and 5 give you sort of that origin story for Midnight. And then the 15 through 18, The Trial of Mark Spector. Those are the ones that sort of are the big hits for this this series.
0: I definitely agree on uh, The Trial of Mark Spector, 15 through 18. I think you do have to start with... Uh, the the first three issue arc with Bushman, I I liked as as we talked about. I liked the finish of the second arc with Bushman, and in order to get through that, you have to start at eleven uh, to go through eleven through fourteen as well, so you can see the build up to to this, which means you get to see Arsenal two and 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 that whole situation, which. a little suspect i'm not gonna lie there but i think i think the payoff of 14 makes it worth at least looking through those issues if you if you can get them and then i i liked 19 through 21 i think i think that there's definitely something there that if you're looking for a combination of action plus a little bit of 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 kind of i guess uh introspective on the character and seeing kind of this this, this character who doesn't really, is still trying to figure out where his lines are as to where what he'll cross and what he won't, and seeing those lines start to blur a little bit because of the people he's around, I think that's kind of I, I think that's worth a read as well. So I would I basically would recommend the latter hat the latter ten issues of the of this book of this stack that we read this week. So that's pretty All good right. actually. I'm. Hey, I will take that. That sounds, sounds good indeed.
1: So that is kind of a wrap up. I think that's most of the stuff that we'd wanted to talk about. So anything
0: else you had before we go? No, let's tell us what's going to be on the stack for next week. We, we get to take a little bit of a shorter one because next week we took
1: 21 already. So it's 22 through 40 where we, uh, sort of take a look at the middle issues of this i will i will warn you that at the very end of it as of the end of number 40 mark Spector looks like he's been barbecued so bad things are going to happen in the next 19 issues so it it doesn't all end happily but uh it's going to be fun so look forward to those and we'll see how it all goes
0: right that sounds good Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. Like I said, if it's your first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. There's six episodes and and a bonus episode for you to look back on if you want to catch up for where we're at. And we'd love for you to stick with us as we continue the journey forward uh, through the story of Moon Knight. Uh, recommend you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast player of choice so that you get the newest episode as soon as it releases which is usually on tuesday mornings uh if you're already subscribed please leave us a review we i noticed we have two review five star reviews on itunes did not see who they were from. so thank you if you were one of those people that left us a review yeah, i appreciate excellent. that uh we also got some really great feedback via twitter uh that I uh, wanted to thank uh, I am JDB. Thank you so much for the feedback on the show there. He went to at phases of MK on Twitter to leave us that feedback. So you can follow the show and see other announcements or, or interact with us on Twitter. And you can send us questions or feedback, the email to the address questions at phases of mk.com all right that's going to do it for us for another week thank you all for joining us as always and we will talk to you again next time have a great one folks